Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And Valerie Comer. Today, we're talking about books about bookish people. Um, so characters who are bookstore owners or librarians or just big bibliophiles in one way or another. Um, you know, I sort of... It's broad. It's a broad category. Um, and maybe we need to, to, to narrow it down somehow so that the bookishness of the character relates to the plot or their identity, something like that. Um, more than just like somebody who reads. I don't know. But what, what do you think about that, Valerie? Or are there other requirements that you feel like we need to add? Well, when I started um, thinking about this episode and um, thinking about books, um, I decided that I was looking for characters who make a living from books. Okay. So whether they would be um, librarians or um, bookstore owners or editors or authors or possibly somebody that I haven't thought of yet. <laughs> um, but it's not um, not just a hobby for them. Okay, I like that. And it needs to matter, it needs to matter to the story. Sure. Narelle, what about you? Um, well, I just probably took the broad approach as well. And pretty much anyone who's sort of got a job connected to the, the bookish world, whether that's a bookstore or an author or publishing or libraries. So someone that's got a passion for books of some description, not just a reader, because otherwise um, we'd all be talking about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. My characters do tend to like to read. Quite a few of them do, yeah. um, even though that might not be a big part of their story. Yeah. Yeah, I do that too. It's like, oh, it's time for her to curl up and read. We're going to leave her alone <laughs> doing that now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. So um, other than that, I, I didn't come up with a whole lot of questions of what I'm like, what are we supposed to talk about before this? I don't know. So I didn't have anything else unless you guys have another topic that you wanted to throw out there to talk about before we jump into books. Anybody? No. I, yeah, oh. sure. Yay. Uh, the, the whole aspect of um, fiction about authors, this has always seemed a little bit strange to me. I guess I figure I lead a really boring life. So um, <laughs> I'm not sure how I would create a, a hero or heroine around what I do every day. I mean, I sit there and I think and I type and, and then I go for a walk so that my but doesn't grow three sizes every week <laughs> and like it's just doesn't seem like there's a lot of scope in that so I found it interesting really thinking about uh, some of the books that I've read about authors and whether or not they um, or how or how not their lives look anything like what I see as a typical author life so I was trying to really gear for books that weren't about authors but there's a lot of books about authors so obviously not everyone hesitates to write them as I do yeah I think there's lots of scope to do episodes you could focus just on librarians just on bookstores just on authors um yeah there's lots of scope I think to narrow it down but not for today yeah maybe another time <laughs> maybe. we'll do, deal those out sure. later in the year yes <laughs> yeah okay um 
then let's let's dive in. We're gonna dive into books. Um, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> so um, my first book is The Words Between Us by Erin Bartels. Um, it might be a little more women's fictiony. It it does have romance, but it it probably is a little more women's fictiony than than pure romance. Um, but it the books and the love of books and the sharing of the love of books is such an integral part of the story that I when I when we talked about doing you know books about bookish people, this was the very first thing that came to my mind. Um, and if you've ever seen the cover, it's it's the the bottoms of books all stacked on top of each other. I mean, it it sort of quintessentially represents exactly what we're going for. Um, and so uh, it's Robin and Peter who have sort of hard times in high school and they, they find solace in books that they pass back and forth to one another. Um, and then they lose contact. There's some spoilery drama, so I won't get into that, but it's high school, right? So there's drama, of course. Um, of course. And so Robin has a failing now as an adult, a failing bookstore, and she begins to get these books um, in the mail. And so she's not, they're first editions, they're valuable, and she doesn't know really what, why is, you know, what's going on? Is he back in her life? And that sort of thing. And so there's, there's a lot of flashbacks in the book, which I don't always love, um, but I thought it was handled well in this one. And it, it was an enjoyable read um, that I, I just felt like I, it, I literally, <laughs> I couldn't not put it on there because it was the first book that came to mind. I was like, I have to talk about this book. Who was the author again? Erin Bartels, E-R-I-N. I haven't heard of that. I don't think I've seen that book. So yeah, it sounds interesting. It, it does not have a super strong faith arc. I think it is put out by Bethany. It is a Christian publisher, but it, mm -hmm. it is it is light on the faith <laughs> elements of it. But I mean, sometimes that happens. So yeah. All right, Valerie, what's your first book? Um, the first book that came to my mind was Leaving Liberty by Mary Jane Hathaway. I think it might have been the very first book of hers that I ever read. And um, Daisy left Liberty, Colorado after high school and never looked back until, of course, is always an until, right? <laughs> until the librarian who had been the town bright spot and, and her own bright spot as a child and teenager, until the librarian passed away and Daisy returns to pay her respects. And she discovers that the town's Carnegie Library is um, falling down and the town can't afford to rebuild it. And she's like, this cannot happen. I'm going to save the library. And so she gets in there and she starts doing that um, while falling for the town cop, Lane, who was also a library kid lover as, uh, as a youth. So, you know, they team up to save the library. So there you've got your basic story arc, but it's, it, it ticks the boxes totally in that without the library and their love of books, there would be no story at all. Cool. All right, Narelle, what you got? Well, I tried to think about bookish characters and then I think there should, do you have book week over um, in North America? 
where everyone dresses up oh it's a really fun thing so one of the things that happens it's a big deal if you've got school if you've got school-aged children in Australia you know all about this and it's a week where you basically dress up as your favorite fictional characters and it's a big deal in the stores and people in the stores will dress up and it's super fun so that would of course there's no book set in book week but anyway (laughs) that's beside the point but the character in the book I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about Lee Wen Wai Ho's um at first spark which is the fourth book in the smart brothers series and um danica who she owns an independent bookstore and she's a really bookish person she actually has these navy leggings that have like these bright colorful books on them so as far as i'm concerned she gets a big tick in the box for being a bookish person she's wearing leggings with books on them (laughs) as a pattern for sure Yeah. yeah so she's a really fun character and so um darren is the sparks brother in this book and he's a firefighter in emt and um I think we have talked about this book in this um, podcast before. This is the one where um, he has a medical condition, which means that he may not be able to have children. And so he's um, pre- he was jilted basically by his ex-fiancee. And the, one of the pretty much the main reason they broke up was that um, she just couldn't deal with the fact that he probably wasn't going to be able to have children so uh, a lot of the story is um, he just doesn't think he's good enough for Danica and Danica's um, Abby's best friend so Abby's from book one first book in the series it's actually good they're all A to E in their character names so I can remember which A is the first book B is the second book I really like that <laughs> I actually can remember where I am yeah and so the story opens um, with um, Danica is paired up with Darren at the baby shower and that's for um I'm trying to think it's who's having the baby shower can't remember one of the characters uh, in the family and they're doing the toilet paper games and all these different things and of course a baby shower for Darren just pushes all his buttons Absolutely. and the these guys they're very attracted to each other and it's just he just can't just doesn't think that he's worthy of being in a relationship with her and so it's just a very fun story it's but it's got a lot of heart and it's got a a lot of emotional depth as well in terms of dealing with issues and um, I really enjoyed that one and she's a lovely bookish character cool I love it I like the Spark Brothers so yeah that's a good that's a good pick for sure all right so my next one is um so actually didn't we do you we did you but I wanted to talk about the Spark Brothers oh talk about (laughs) the Spark Brothers I'm sorry (laughs) no that's fine um I picked the uh must be the second one then. I'd forgotten about the care, the uh, alphabetical thing. So it's Brandon, yes. the romance That's author. The, yes, so yes. I, I'd forgotten about the fourth care, uh, the fourth pair um, being the yes. bookstore people because it's been a while since I read these. Uh, but yeah, so there we've got a romance, a male romance author who is not yes. hiding behind a pen name, um, but he's definitely hiding, right? <laughs> because he's so shy it just cracked me up because that part to me was typical of authors to be introverted and not really love being in the in the limelight Mm -hmm. so anyways that he runs into his old crush years after the fact and offers a marriage of convenience so if you're looking for that kind of a book then uh yeah then you've got it with this very shy very sweet author and sorry Beth I went out of turn but Okay, but you, you need to now give the title. I mean, we know it's a spark, brother, but you need to give the actual a sudden title. spark. Okay. A sudden spark. Yeah. Lynn Y. Hope. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, um, you can my, go twice. no, you know, now we're going this way. <laughs> my second one is um, technically a trilogy. 
Um, it's all three of them. Sarah Monson has a trilogy of novellas, uh, book, mm, nerds and, book Nerds and Boyfriends, Bookishly Ever After, and uh, Literarily Ever After. Uh, actually, maybe there's Book Nerds and Boyfriends is the series. So it's Bookishly Ever After, Literarily Ever After, and Novelly Upon a Time. And my favorite is the middle one. They're all really cute, but I really enjoyed Literarily Ever After. Um, she's a literature professor and um, her sister, it gets a little complicated here, but the sister okay. of the main character. So you've got the literary literature professor. And of course I didn't write down any of the names, so I can't help us out that way. So you've got the lit professor sister is in, well, it wants to be engaged. She's got this very serious boyfriend who is from a very snobby family. And as part of that, the sister has told them that her older sister is married. Um, uh, and, you know, what trying to, she spun this story trying to gain approval of her hopefully to be in-laws. So they want to meet the sister and her husband. And so her sister is like, please, 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 you have to do this. And also, by the way, scare up some guy who can be your, <laughs> who can be your husband. And so um, she does find someone who is willing to do this pretend um, marriage with her for the weekend to try and help her sister out. And of course, you know, sparks fly. So pretend becomes real. It's cute. Um, and it it's, was cute. yeah, too. it's, it's almost fantastical. I mean, it doesn't seem to take itself too seriously, which I think when you're doing like a, a fake marriage, you almost have to have fun with it because- Especially in a novella. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. There's um, no room. There's no room for taking yourself too seriously in great drama. It's just, they're fun. All three of the, the, the novellas are just fun and fast and flirty and um, just- couple hours of of joy in in each one <laughs> sounds good all right Norelle you're up okay well my second one is um until I met you by um Terry Farris in the restoring heritage series and I chose this one because Libby turned Libby's new to town and her brother Luke was in the first book in the series and she's a librarian and so she's got this new job and she's got a lot of um neuroses and and all sorts of things going on as well and this library that she's been given is just like a closet in this dusty old rundown building. And she's like, what have I done? What have I got myself into? This is just horrible. This just is not going to work as a library. And so um, the hero of the book, Austin, he is um, in his family has a construction company. So he's Nate's brother. And he's sort of in charge of doing the landscaping and redoing the town square of heritage. And um, Libby comes across this building that would be perfect to be the new library in the town square because, I mean, a library is um, very, I think we've probably really changed our conceptions of libraries. Like once upon a time it was the, the quiet, solemn place where you really didn't talk much and everyone shushed you and you sat in a corner and you read a book and did all the, you know what I mean, did all the right things. Whereas sure. now libraries, I don't and where I am anyway, they're very much in the centre of the community. They're often co-located with um with year 11 and 12 so a high school college level play people and they're places where groups go in and do meetings and they're definitely not quiet 
<laughs> and so it's a place that you want to be light and bright and airy and engaging. And so this, the book, this book, this particular story is all about this library getting built in town. So it's a really lovely story. And I love how the library becomes a very central part of heritage with the vision for how they're redoing the town as well. And it's a fun romance that goes along with it because he's got issues with Nate being his pastor brother and um, Nate seems to get a free pass on his on staff and he's got issues in the family with his dad being in a care facility. And yeah, but it's, it's a great story. Yeah. This book was going to be on my list, except I went Narelle's going to talk about it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, I didn't put it on mine either because I figured it would make Narelle's list also, but it's it's a really good book. So Narelle, yeah. know that we're counting on you. That's right. If there's a Terry no Ferris book, yeah, if there's a Terry Ferris book that fits, you better mention it because neither of us are going to touch it at this point. <laughs> All right, Valerie, what's your third one? Well, I'm going to give a plug to myself this time around with um, the Cowboys Romantic Dreamer. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with this one. Danae is a romance editor and um, she figures that she has edited so many hundreds of romance novels by now that she knows exactly how the rhythm of romance is supposed <laughs> to go. And so when she starts falling for this cowboy, she figures she knows what's going to happen, how it's all going to play out. And he has not heard of the story beats and the story arc and the way things should go. And he really does things his own way. And so I had a ton of fun with that uh, because he just does not play by the rules. Of course, he kind of does in the end because that's it how is a storybook novel. Is. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was it was a ton of fun to go into that with an editor as opposed to an author, just uh, because she's done hundreds and hundreds of them, right? As opposed to just having written maybe, you know, 10 or 20. She really knows what they're supposed to be. <laughs> Excellent. That's a good one. I was worried you were going to steal mine because my next one is Harvest of Love by Valerie Comer. Uh, and I love this one, um, not only because... Kenya is just a really fun character. Um, but because one of my Baxter brothers treated her badly. And so that sort of set the stage is not on purpose, but he, he really was trying, but, um, but it says sort of set the stage for, for her to get her own, her own love story. And she runs a bookstore. So I think she qualifies as bookish. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, um, I also loved the fact in this one that Zane uh, struggles with literacy. And so it's really kind of like the worst possible person to fall in love with someone who adores reading is someone who finds reading a, a horrible, horrible chore. Um, yeah. Just uh, he, he has a form of dyslexia um, that has gone undiagnosed and untreated most of his life. Um, and so he feels incredibly unworthy to, to love someone who's like major friend in the world is the written word. And yeah. so I think it, it um, I love seeing the byplay between them um, and just the growth of the characters. Um, it's, it's really kind of, it's, it's kind of cool. So, and it's good. She didn't end up with Jonah even though yes it is. It is know, good. Even though we were sad. <laughs> yeah. At the even time. though Jonah <laughs> likes to read. So yeah. it would, would have been, they would have had lots to talk about in the book world. But. Yeah, but it just did not work out. 
for them. So, so sad. Yeah. But yay for Zane. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have time to go one more. If you've got one more, Narelle, do you got another one? I do. So the next one I'm going to go with is Stay With Me by Becky Wade. And the um, heroine in this book is, um, her name has gone straight out of my head. Um, she's a Bible school, um, a Bible study um, celebrity author. So she was one of the original, what do they call them? The Miracle Six, sorry. I'm, I'm doing well, aren't I, with this book? So she was one of the Miracle Six. And when she was 12 years old, she was on a mission trip in El Salvador. And there was this massive earthquake. And the whole world was just focused on these children and teenagers that were stuck underground in this basement and trying to rescue them so she sort of got thrown into the limelight at a very young age and then after in sort of her late teens she was really looking to the bible for answers and studying the bible and sort of found herself with this um, international celebrity platform as a bible study author and speaking engagement so um, with traditional publishing contracts so really fully involved in the sort of bookish and publishing world and it was something that she probably never planned on happening but she sort of thought well you know it was kind of a a bit of survivor guilt in terms of well god has done this massive thing by saving my life and it's a miracle i'm here therefore i have to do something big for god and that's sort of where she starts now the problem that she has though is that she had an ankle injury um, before this book opened and she started taking painkillers the oxycontin and unfortunately Um, like the painkillers too much and had the predisposition to have an addiction so she has this secret addiction to painkillers that she's desperate to hide from everybody and she has a book deadline looming and so she decides to go home and stay at her parents and secretly detox at her parents and um, get this book in because she's really concerned she's not going to meet her publishing contract Um, but before she gets to her parents she um, ends up sleeping in a cottage that she just randomly comes across a cottage and sleeps there and the story opens with the hero as as you do yeah yeah because for a bunch of reasons I won't go into too much but (laughs) the way the story opens I've only got to the opening now is that um Sam's got this college cottage on his farm outside of the town and he sees this strange car really nice looking luxury car out the front and thinks what's going on walks in and there's this woman asleep on a mattress with clothes all over as a blanket he's like this is odd. She's really well-dressed, makeup, like she doesn't look like she's a homeless person at all. And he tries to wake her and find out who she is and she just won't wake up. And he sort of alarm bells ring and think this is a bit interesting. And by and he was looking obviously for her identity and then discovers the pills. So um, I won't probably talk too much about the story. And I think it's a very, for me, it was a very interesting read. I, um, it was very challenging it's a deep story it's not something that you sort of take as a light and breezy afternoon read but I really did enjoy reading it and got frustrated at times and I got very engaged with the story it's probably the best way to describe it um, and it's definitely worth reading if you read the opening and think this is for me okay. I agree I'm, I found that one challenging to read as well it, it was uncomfortable because yeah. I don't like to think about are Christian celebrities hiding big things, even though I know what happens. So it was like, yeah. ooh, I, can we not have like a really nice, sweet heroine who, yeah, but the other stories need telling too. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Do you have another one, Valerie? Sure. 
Um, I'll go with Forgiven by the Hero by Tara Grace Erickson, which I read just recently. Because I think that you guys have been telling me, or Beth, you've been telling me to read these this books one, yeah. for like a year and a half now or something. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I finally read some of them. Um, so in this one, Megan Warren is holed up in Colorado to write because she's got a deadline. Um, but she keeps running into the search dog trainer, Derek, who gets stranded in her cabin in a snowstorm so conveniently and discovers her secret identity as a male thriller author. author. Mm -hmm. And um, so again, this is a, a pet peeve kind of thing with me, I guess, with the, with the author's stories. And yet it was a good story. Yeah. Uh, Tara's a good author. And um, I enjoyed seeing the, the war going on inside of Megan as to whether or not this she would um, let Derek know, because she knows that she, AKA her alter ego is one of his favorite authors, but, um, but, she, but she's only told like three people in the world ever yeah. that this is the name she's writing under so there's a big dilemma there but but stranded in a snowstorm and dogs I mean how can you go wrong right yeah yeah exactly and I think those hidden author identity stories I find really fun as well they can be yeah, where, yeah I think they can be quite good I, I don't actually have another one and we're kind of on the edge for time so it works out well <laughs> convenient saved by the bell that's right. Um, closing thoughts on bookish people. I mean, we probably, I, I cut myself off because I could have found many more if I'd look, but I was like, I have three, that should be enough. So um, we, we should narrow it down to something, I think, and do another episode or two. Like we Definitely. can do a full episode on librarians probably, or bookstore owners. Give us time to read a few more books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other final thoughts? No, All right. oh. <laughs> let us know what you think. Um, tell us the ones we missed because they're out there. All the books and the people. categories we missed. Yes, yeah, yes. Tell us for sure. Um, leave a comment on the YouTube channel or on our Facebook page for story chats. You can find all the information that you need about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash story chats. And uh, we're glad you joined us. Please don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And we'll see you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.